Hello and welcome to Parenting Our Children and Reparenting Ourselves. I'm your host, Brittany Taylor, and it is a joy to be here with you. I'm a coach specializing in relationships, our relationship with ourselves, our partners, our children, and beyond. I coach beings who are ready to step into the more full version of themselves they have been calling forth. I support pregnant beings and families, partnerships, and individuals. Reach out to me for an initial session or to see if we are a good fit for my dedicated 12-week coaching program. This podcast is alive thanks to the incredible journey I have experienced parenting my now three-year-old child while simultaneously immersed in the deep work of healing and developing within my own internal system. It is my belief that our children offer us the portal to the growth we have been asking for on an individual and collective level. The intention of this podcast is to offer insight into topics and themes that can help us evolve in harmony alongside our children with unconditional love and support for us all. In season two of this podcast, we are diving into topics related to attachment parenting, holistic heart-led parenting, unconditional love, reparenting ourselves, healing trauma bonds, and aiming to support ourselves re-emerging as full integrated beings while supporting our children in maintaining the same integrity within themselves and connection to their own system and intuitive knowing. Season one of this podcast took you along my journey of an autonomous, non-medical pregnancy and free birth with a glimpse into our postpartum life. For more information about me, the work I do in the world, and how we can work together directly, visit my website at brittanytaylor.co. Hello, beautiful beings. My name is Brittany, and I'm here today with my love and partner, Bridget Walit. Hello. <laughs> and today, we're going to be sharing about intuitive eating and reparenting ourselves. Specifically, I'm going to be sharing my journey of coming to intuitive eating, talking about my diet changes over the last years, and throwing in a little bit of parenting our children in there around intuitive eating where it makes sense. I tried to record this podcast. I did record this podcast. It was like, you know, 45 minute podcast I recorded on my own. And I remember telling you afterwards, Bridget, like, I just feel like it, there's like, was it fluid enough? Did I get everything in there? Was it too long? And I really felt like it would be super enhanced to have you in on this podcast. And maybe that could lead into you telling just a little bit about what you do as a profession. Yeah, I'm so excited we're doing this. Me and too. I love that you tried it on. And I'm so excited that we're doing it together. I love that you've gotten so many questions and I've gotten so many questions about your diet <laughs> over the years. And so it just feels really great to be doing this together. Yeah. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. I specialize in digestive health, autoimmune, hormone balance, blood sugar regulation, nervous system optimization, and all of these things are interconnected. And I've been dabbling in the health and wellness industry for just about 12 years now. That's amazing. It's been a long time. And I've been through so many different evolutions of being a wellness practitioner. And I love that I have because I feel like I have a really unique perspective and experience. I agree. Yeah, I started off as a bodybuilder and like fitness nutrition expert. And so just very different world from what I do now. <laughs> very like macros, calorie counting, restrictive eating, dieting concept, weight loss. Uh, so yeah and now what I do is just like totally the opposite of that and I love that I had that experience and actually my experience as a practitioner in that field is what caused me to get sick uh, through my own restrictive eating uh, the physical effects it had on my body the mental effects it had on my mind my emotional state and that catapulted me into really having to take a look at what I was doing to my body which at the time was over exercising and under eating and and it was more of like a, a mental illness I guess you could look it up online as orthorexia and 
that yeah catapulted me into going to nutritional therapy school and uh that was maybe like seven years ago yeah so it's been also another evolution since then yeah 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 and I feel like from my perspective um and for the sake of this podcast watching you and your relationship with food and just like immersing myself like being around you as we learn through as we transform through osmosis um just like feeling now your really intuitive connection with food and eating has been super healing for me and 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 Ilya as well and Connor to some degree too I was really reflecting like why do I feel like intuitive eating is working for me now when that was something I didn't feel was ever going to be possible for me and I think a big part of it is just living with you and being in the rhythms of our day and living so intuitively that Mm -hmm. eating has become such a natural extension of that yeah can I share something here Mm -hmm. yeah I love that and I love how we learn through osmosis and that living together and being in ritual and together has had such an impact and I also think I wanted to speak to this thing I think happens and it happened for me and I, and I imagine it happened for you too I'd love to hear your thoughts on it but when we're in the dieting mindset or restricting uh, or yeah just like eating let's just use like uh, more like not getting enough nourishment our body's in the fight or flight state so cortisol is elevated blood sugar is dysregulated and it's hard to make intuitive decisions in that state it's 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 impossible and so we're always thinking about food we're obsessing about food in certain ways we're trying to control food we're trying to think about our next meal right because we're we haven't gotten the nourishment that we've needed so our body is just like what can I get next and then we're like no I can't eat that you were just like in our mind about everything and so I think it's really hard to eat intuitively and so I imagine it was living with me and also just time regulating your blood sugar and introducing different foods that you had been that you had removed for what 10 years seven years 10 years yeah yeah, yeah, I'll speak to all of that for sure. Yeah. yeah, I love that you bring that up. That's that's a point I've really I've been excited to hit on. And yeah, I've gotten all so I've I took a lot of questions. Like what is it that everybody wants to know about this topic so that way I can answer everybody's questions? And that was one of them was like, what made the shift for you? What helped you feel like you've become more of an intuitive eater? And I think that's something I'm really gonna hit on. Um just like allowing my body to lead the way not restricting myself anymore nourishing myself in a way that I hadn't even understood I was restricting myself for so long and that goes beyond my journey uh, eating a plant-based diet it really starts at age 10 when I started dieting and so I I forget how long ago let's say like five months ago maybe six months ago I started this book intuitive eating and it changed my life And I think it changed my life because I was ready, because I was on the precipice for something to change my life. And and one of the practices in that book was to allow yourself to eat whatever, like to not have an idea in your mind of like, this is a good food, this is a bad food, I'm allowed to have this food, I'm not allowed to have this food. And I can't tell you the like I think the last time I felt that way was probably like when I was a kid like a really young kid because dieting was such a part of my family to give you a little background I lived mostly with just my mom and my sister one of my sisters and my sister was diagnosed with anorexia when she was see I was 10 she was 15 and my mom was overweight and like always dieting so there was just so much my sister was always dieting my mom was always dieting and there were these two big perspectives but the the theme of the household was like we're too fat like whether that was coming from a person who was categorically overweight or categorically underweight it was like no matter what our body's not good enough Mm -hmm. and we can't just eat whatever we intuitively want to eat like our bodies are not are not trustworthy we can't be trusted and all the food in the house reinforced this it was like a diet soda diet foods like nutri bars low fat like everything in our house said like 
low fat, reduce this. It was just such a mentality of like, we need to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that starts us off, right? Like all of these foods, diet foods that are low calorie, no nutritional value, full of chemicals, right? So that just sets the digestive tract and the nervous system up for like havoc. Totally. And so from such a young age, I learned to count calories. And that was like such a, a life for me for so long. And yeah, so coming to this book, which is actually called Intuitive Eating by these two really badass women, and I'll link it down below. I'd love to just highlight what they say are the main principles of intuitive eating, because I think it could be really helpful for somebody who's listening to be like, what does intuitive eating mean? Yeah. So I'll just name them. There's 10 of them, and it'll give you a concept. Reject the diet mentality. Honor your hunger. Make peace with food. Challenge the food police. Discover the satisfaction factor. Feel your fullness. Cope with your emotions with kindness. Respect your body. Movement. Feel the difference. Honor your health. Gentle nutrition. I haven't heard those before. I love them. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'll, um, I think I, I'll include below two of those with just like a short paragraph about each one. And honestly, just reading through that is pretty powerful. Um, and knowing that intuitive eating has space and, and throughout the book, it's just magnificent. They have these different dialogues from different parts of yourself that might be running the show. So let's say it's the food police, say it's the the dieter say it's the binger whatever it's just all these different ones and then they name the perspective of the intuitive eater and the intuitive eater has space to hear all these voices and make a really great decision for the whole system yeah i love this and i love the concept of intuitive eating and that it is relearning like as as we can hear from these 10 principles is relearning to listen to the body Right, mm-hmm. we're, we're, I think we're so disconnected in this day and age, and I think we're coming back to that, right? Like yes. learning to listen, all these like uh, spiritual practices and embodiment practices, and um, so yeah, it is. It's like the foundation of it is like, what does my body need? Like, what is it asking for? Because the body is always giving us so many different messages, and I think all of these different parts of ourselves—the food police, the diet mentality—can kind of run the show or be like it's like which one do I listen to and it is like I love that you said including all those parts and then from that really knowing the self really learning the body and then being able to make a really grounded nourishing decision yeah I love that I love how you talk about relearning because I feel like Ilya who's three just about three years old now Ilya helps me relearn so much because Ilya is an intuitive eater and I think kids are such great beings to look to for intuitive eating doesn't necessarily happen at the same time every day they don't eat the same foods every day it's like yeah and this feeling of like I don't think Ilya has any weirdness around food there's no idea of like you should eat more you should eat less you quote should do anything and I've wanted to preserve that so much in Ilya's life and actually that that leads pretty well into where we were um, when we met and when Ilya was born. Like from the beginning, something I really wanted to do was support Ilya in having a natural connection with food that was based on Ilya's instincts and not like this is what I think Ilya should be eating or not eating. Um, yeah, yeah. So do you feel like that covers what intuitive eating is pretty yeah. well? Definitely. Great. So we're going to get into talking about my story. Bridget's going to help me tell my story, and I think we'll just naturally flow with it, and we can sort of interject to anything that's important to speak to in this podcast. And then at the end part, I'm going to answer any questions that I've received that we haven't just naturally answered in the podcast. Yes. Okay. And I love that you just mentioned, like, Ilya, like, coming into this world, and one of your intentions being wanting to support Ilya and just like a really beautiful, free, healthy evolution of food and nourishment. And because I think that's when this all started to shift. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think reparenting or parenting our children naturally helps us reparent ourselves. So, yeah. Okay. Um, So, okay. I'll kind of 
tell a quick version of my story up until when I started a plant-based diet because I think that's a lot of people who have followed me for a long time who have a lot of these questions started following me when I was eating a plant-based diet. So from when I was 10 till, gosh, 2012 is when I started eating a plant-based diet. So 24, maybe. Um, I was just on like the diet train. And it's interesting because until I read this book, I wouldn't have even say said that I was on a diet. But then after hearing this, like, do you have a good definition for what a diet is? Because, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, there's so many different diet dogmas. Like, we live in the day and age of vegan, plant-based, paleo, keto, carnivore. Like, there's just, like, so many ways of eating. And I think if we're following anything to a T without room for tuning in, we're eating at the same time every day, we're following intermittent fasting, we we have any rules around food, I think that is a diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks, that's really clarifying. Yeah, I totally was always uh, trying to follow something. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I had this judgment voice, another part to throw in there that was like, you're doing it wrong, Britt, because you're not thin like your sister is. like you should be thinner you you kind of suck at dieting that was like this inner (laughs) and a part of me was always trying to be good at dieting and thank goodness I had like this other part of me inside that was like that's bullshit like I don't I want to eat what I want to eat so it looked really interesting but definitely making choices based on calories that was a big thing I had a concept of health like growing up as a an athlete and always curious about health and what was considered healthy food. Then I worked at a holistic health center when I was, let's see, I was in college, so I was probably like 20 when I started working there and worked there for a number of years. And when I worked there, I started working with a life coach. And she also happened to be a raw foodist, like a raw vegan foodist. (laughs) And um, one of the first things she had me do was track what I was eating and how I felt. That was really cool. Bridget, you do a similar thing with a food and mood journal. Mm -hmm. Super effective, by the way, if you're listening and you want to see what feels good in your body, track it for just a couple days. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it was amazing just to see like the impact of different foods on my system, which I had already been tracking and already been aware of to some degree. So I knew that dairy didn't work for me. Um, Would you say that before you were tracking, though, from, like, a calorie perspective and maybe it was shifting from, like, how is this feeling in my body perspective? A little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I think I, like, for example, dairy. From a young age, I knew. I called myself a lactard. Yeah. We had lactate milk. If I was going to eat ice cream, I had an enzyme, like this little pill that was supposed to help me digest it better. But mostly I knew I, like, I had this idea of, like, I should cut out dairy, but I just loved cheese at the time so much. Um, So working with my coach at the time, it became really apparent. But what was kind of more confusing for me at the time was, like, I thought I was eating really healthfully and my digestion sucked. I had migraines all the time. I like had gut pain every day. I thought that eating just hurt, like food digesting just felt this way in my gut. And I remember saying to her after two weeks of tracking, like, I don't know what else I can cut out because I felt like I had cut out so much. And at the time, what I didn't really recognize, I hadn't really heard at that point, it was like 2012. I didn't really know hadn't reached me up in uh, New England, in Little Rhode Island, that like grains or legumes could be compromising my digestion either, but I think they really were. And that became apparent, so I was like, I don't really want to have grains or legumes anymore, but what does that really leave me to eat? And she was like, well, you could go raw. And I was like, what does that even mean? And so that night, I looked on YouTube and found these videos, and overnight, I switched to a plant-based diet and I switched to a fruit-based diet actually I found this like low-fat raw vegan plant-based called fruitarianism where people ate fruits and tender greens and yeah it was a very simple diet you could also make it fun and like playful but and I just I got on that train so fast and it was amazing because all the foods I was eating felt good 
in my digestion. But within that process, I also stopped. So I stopped eating grains. I stopped eating legumes. I stopped eating like a lot of nuts. I had been eating, like I was really into like trail mix that had nuts and chocolate, like just these foods. I wanted like a quick boost of energy throughout the day. Also, mind you, I was exhausted. Like I was working so much. I was trying to do a million things. I was, I was still working a nine to five. I was like in that world. So the contrast was huge. I felt like by, yeah, I remember waking up in the morning with energy feeling so elated and I just felt so powerful. And for the first time I felt like I'm doing the diet thing right. Mm -hmm. Like I can, (laughs) I love this fruit-based diet and, and yeah, I think for many years in a way I was really on that train because I felt so much better than I had before. And I think that happens for a lot of people coming from, some version of a standard American diet. And I would say I had like a quote, healthy American diet or something. Um, But with so many things in there that just run of the mill, like we think they're health foods and maybe they work for some people, but they weren't working for me and my digestion. And then to switch to this thing where like fruit digested well for me, leafy green, like tender greens. So I'm talking about like lettuce, basically, (laughs) Um, avocado these different things that you would have in like a salad that aren't harsh vegetables like cruciferous vegetables those all digested well for me so I felt liberated and I quickly tapped into a community like I I got on that diet train and then two months later I was at this big event the Woodstock Fruit Festival where um, everybody like everybody there is either eating or aiming to eat this more like raw fruit-based diet or that's that was the case back in 2012 when I first started going and I found such camaraderie and community and these people who love to like move their bodies and they were more into minimalism and they were more into travel and just like my people that's what it felt like for the first time so there's that piece of like community and really wanting to find your people and coming from a place like in northeastern United States where there was none of that and even running like a yoga and holistic health center I didn't I felt like I was so far out there for everyone around me and at this festival I felt like there's hundreds of people here who are like me and I just felt so at home and I felt such elation that I really I did the thing that you said like if the definition of a diet is having specific rules that we can't stray from no matter what that's what I did Mm -hmm. so I was just in it for many many years and I also became a part of that world in a bigger way I started running my own festivals or with Connor and I started running part of the Woodstock Fruit Festival like the volunteer section of it and I loved it like I loved so many elements of it Mm -hmm. and and I still love it like I love the organizers I love the people who go it's still such a big part of my heart um but yeah like I've noticed whether it's a relationship style you tend to or a way of eating or a way of moving or a way of anything if we become too if we identify too much with a certain label or identity it becomes (laughs) well a painful to let go of Mm -hmm. because we've built so much around it yeah it becomes so attached yes almost becomes like cult-like or like yeah we think it is who we are like we can't quite know um and also it's like we lose touch with some of our natural cues i assumed that i would be vegan forever like i just same thing with like polyamory it's like part of me used to not feel like i could ever do anything else and now i feel like i choose like the quote polyamory because i want to feel free I'm not attached to that being what it looks like. And now I feel that way about diet. Like Mm -hmm. I choose to eat in a way that I feel free to follow my body's cues. And I didn't feel that way. So somewhere down the road, I was, I ate a plant-based diet, like really strictly plant-based diet for seven years. And I would say for a good half of that, it was pretty much fruit-based. And then I started to feel like okay, I'm recognizing that it's not working for me on Mm. some level. I also started to look around and I was like, there's no, but like, I'm not really finding many people in this community who I think are like really inspiring fitness wise, strength wise. And that kind of shifted for me because at first I really did feel that way. And then I was like, you know what? And I had been trying to gain strength for a long time. And 
yeah, it just wasn't happening. So I started doing a lot of things specifically for that. Like I, I was intermittent fasting pretty hardcore. Like there were six months before I got pregnant where I was eating f during a four hour window every day. I was eating like a very, I was having a very specific drink to start my day with, with all sorts of branch chain amino acids in it and creatine and um, just and protein powders, like, and just trying, you know, doing so much. And I remember traveling, like, taking my Vitamix and just having like all these supplements, all these powders yeah. with me. Like, I know you can relate to a time in your life like that. <laughs> and it just felt like it was so much work to try and do all of it. But I felt like I achieved the best I could. Like, I felt like my body was the best it had looked at that time. I felt the strongest. I felt like it was working better than anything else but I st I felt so restricted in a certain way that I didn't even recognize as like oh because I'm cutting out all these other foods I could eat at the time it just felt like well my digestion won't allow me to eat right certain things so like to get enough protein I was eating more like for when this is about when I met Bridget actually I was eating um tempeh a lot like fermented and I would sometimes eat like soy products and that wasn't feeling ideal I had to yeah just like load on things like nutritional yeast and just things that I don't consider complete whole foods in a way that like I feel like my diet is so simple now yeah and then also like adding in amino acids and creatine totally. and like th things that you would be getting from protein or, or meat-based diet and um and even with all of that I felt like, and the longer I did it, this is a fascinating thing that maybe you've seen before, the longer I did it, the fewer things I felt like I could eat. Yeah. Yeah. Can I speak to that? Please. Yeah. So to recap, it sounds like, right, you switch, and I think this happens for a lot of people, as I, I see this in a, with a lot of my clients in the work that I do, is people go vegan or even like fruit-based because fruit-based is like you said it was like easy on your digestive system it mm -hmm. doesn't take the same digestive, digestive enzymes yeah. and fire that other foods take and so people that have had sluggish digestion or been on a standard american diet for most of their life or just like eating shit foods it's like oh i switched to to vegan or plant-based or raw or whatever and it's easier on my digestive system oh i'm feeling so much lighter I, it is. It's it's detoxing in a way. It takes a certain amount of digestive load and energy off of the system. And so then you're able to flush out toxins. Uh, your poops are probably better. Just like more regularity. Um, you're, you're getting hydration. So there's there's so much that, that happens initially that wasn't happening before. And then over time, the body's like, okay, I've been in this like cleansing, detoxing, a vibrant uh, effect for a while and now right like you said you started to feel like oh you needed more you needed more um whether you were trying to get more through supplements or through um you know tempeh or nutritional yeast or, or these other foods but then it's almost like well the digestive system when we've restricted foods for so long and have eaten so simply and haven't challenged the digestive system to actually work because when we're on a fruit-based diet, the digestive system doesn't really have to work. So then all of bile shuts down, becomes sluggish and stagnant. Hydrochloric acid shuts off. So it's like all these enzymes and processes that we are meant to have as human beings start to, to, to shut off and turn, turn down completely. And so then when people start to reintroduce foods, it'll be like, oh, wow, I'm so sensitive. I have all these sensitivities. I can't eat anything. And that's because well, the digestive system hasn't had to really work for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I see that <laughs> very often. And, and, and what, what we want to focus on is getting the digestive system to work again. Um, and then, you know, we can start to reintroduce food, food slowly. And, um, and, and that's the way it happens for some people. And then some people just start to eat foods that their body's craving and it just, like, feels so good. Totally. So I think everyone has a different experience there and maybe we could talk a little bit about like yeah what what your experience was like transitioning <laughs> totally so I so I was doing the intuitive I mean the intermittent fasting thing right up until I got pregnant and I tried to keep with it and like 
very soon after getting pregnant, my body was like, no, I don't want these weird drinks you're having in the morning. <laughs> I don't want um, any of these things. Um, food was just challenging for me in general. I felt really nauseous. So yeah. I just, I just all through pregnancy, just ate whatever felt best. And particularly like my first trimester was really hard. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. It was more like comforty foods, all like plant-based food. Again, that was just my mindset. Like I didn't really think of anything else. I remember a couple of people asking me like if I craved meat throughout pregnancy and it wasn't really a thing for me, but it also wasn't really like an idea of a thing for me. Right. Like it wasn't I was so, yeah. And I was so not connected with that. And actually to speak a little bit more to my past, I had two houses growing up and at my dad's house, we were vegetarian. So there wasn't a lot of meat cooked there. And my mom worked a lot. So she cooked some meat, but mostly I made my own food and I just never developed a relationship with cooking meat. We lived on the ocean, so sometimes I would cook fish. Um, But never like, yeah, it was always like frozen fish. I just like heated up. It was really like I wasn't intimate with that process of preparing meat for fish. And so when I moved out on my own, I didn't really make it either. So I would only ever really eat meat if I went out somewhere or I was like at my mom's house and they made something. And there were times I remember being in high school and my partner was over and my mom was there and there would be sometimes I sat down to eat a meal that had meat in it and I just felt sad. It was just like, it was just emotionally hard for me and I would just choose not to eat it. And I grew up like, I'm so (laughs) sensitive, Um, but I grew up just feeling really connected with animals and like sad about that process. So. I think it was like relieving for parts of me to feel like, oh, I don't have to eat meat. There's these books telling me actually we're not evolved to eat meat. Like that's not the right diet for humans. So I bought all of that so much. Um, And it kind of got me through until it didn't anymore. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends who went through a similar time period. It seemed right around that same time period, like six, seven years. Actually, I think I made it further than a lot of people I know. Sometimes like um, on on a vegan diet, but I don't really see many people on a long-term vegan diet or not people thriving. And I love so many of the philosophies that I think inspire people to move to it have so much love for the vegan movement and people in it and I also see how much um it can feel separating like it can it can also be driven by fear some people can be a part of it wanting to change others wanting to tell people that what they're doing is wrong and uh, yeah I I mean if you follow me you know I'm such a um I so want everybody to do whatever feels best for them and I really believe that like my diet journey has been the best thing for me and I really believe that eating however feels right for us is the best thing for us at that time and I think we have different seasons like you said seasons of detox seasons of rebuilding we have so many like I don't think I did anything wrong in my journey and where I'm at right now feels so good but it took me some time to get there and I would say for like a year now I've been feeling so good like so good about what I eat and why I eat it and how like what we source for our food and then also um so good about understanding like bigger things about agriculture and like what I think is awesome for the planet and what I think is the most natural human diet and even within that I just have so much space for like yeah whatever somebody's eating I think is probably the best thing for them to be eating in that moment so yeah Um, It's really cool to come to that place in life in general about all topics because when I was eating a plant-based diet, I remember at times connecting with others and like hearing about their diets. I was mostly in the vegan movement, so I just like pretty much was only coming into contact with people who ate similarly to how I did. But, um, well, you're a great example, and this can lead into our story more, but when I met you, so I was like early in my pregnancy I just remember thinking like wow here's this vibrant beautiful human and she she eats meat and she doesn't eat like a plant-based diet and I'm so curious what you're eating and why and you kind of like opened my eyes because you were the first person I was like really close with who was eating really differently than I was and you were strong and you were thriving and I remember thinking like huh I wonder if she knows about 
plant-based diets and how beneficial they are and I wonder if she just (laughs) you know so I was so in that world like it was so hard for me to see outside of it I'd never heard of like I knew about paleo but I had never heard of like some of these other things that were going on like keto and carnivore which are so big but I'd never heard of them because I was so in this other world you know I could tell you all about like high fat raw and low fat raw and gourmet raw and fruitarianism and like water fasting and dry fasting but you know when you're looking for red you see red when you suddenly start looking for blue you see blue and you were my blue and that was so cool to be like yeah not only that but when Bridget and I first connected I just felt so much love and excitement from both of us about one another I never felt like you wanted me to be eating something differently. I never felt like I wanted you to be eating something differently. I felt like we were so excited to co-create and make meals together. I was so excited to tell you, like, when we were out to dinner, like, I really wanted you to eat meat or, like, whatever you wanted around me, and it was no problem. And when we moved in together, I really felt like it's no... I remember you bringing that up, like, what about this thing? I I just felt like that's not going to be a problem. And then two months after moving... Well, two months... Actually, it was before it was right. That's right. Yeah. Um, when Ilio was two months old, that's when I started incorporating animal products again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I want to speak to something you just mentioned when you were talking about like, just like all these different facets that you knew about, right? Like water fasting, dry fasting, high fat fruit. I don't know. I can (laughs) repeat them, but all the and what I what I was hearing and all that was almost like the detox right all those all those words that you mentioned feel very like cleansing very like um restricted in a certain way very like detoxy and so when we you said like well I wonder if she knows about all these things and it's I want to speak to like I use there's a time and place for everything right there's a time and place for fasting and cleansing and there's a time and place for restoring and rebuilding and so uh, you know our body we are cyclical beings and our body is always asking for different things at different times and so you know in my work you know I do incorporate some some of those practices for a time and, and place and period and for maybe like resor- restoring or resetting and um, yeah I just wanted to speak to that because I think knowing that there's no one way of eating or that like I was you know I'm paleo or I, I was this or I'm that um, just speaking to like yeah there's always a time and place to incorporate different things and different seasons of life that we go through and you know really tuning in to our system I think is like so important and I just feel like yeah we can be like oh just like I think diet dogmas are so prevalent like vegan like we mentioned earlier vegan carnivore paleo like all these different things that like well I have to follow this thing or if I eat this way I am this way or um, and so really just speaking to, you know, I love that this has been a part of our journey is it just the, evol- the evolution of tuning into our systems and getting to do that alongside of one another okay. in our own unique and beautiful ways and inspiring one another and supporting each other and having no judgment th- throughout that. And I think that's, that's a beautiful thing, just like in the realm of diet culture is like no judgment. Yeah. Um, yeah because you can see that in in either world whether it's vegan or paleo or this or that it's like oh well that person's doing this thing there's a lot of judgment or she started eating meat so like that yeah and um i love that that we never had that yeah i love that too and i think that allowed for such natural evolution of curiosity and intuition to start playing a role in my transition because intuition totally played a role in me changing to a fruit-based diet overnight I felt like yay I love fruit fruit has always felt good for me I love salad like (laughs) your body was wanting that at that time yeah yeah and then it was like so yeah as soon as we were on a trip which happened right before we started living together and being around you because I hadn't been around you eating meat because when we would make meals together you'd make like we'd make food that we both wanted to eat together um and so I think it really quickly happened at that time 
and I think it started happening with eggs and and fish. fish and then after some time I started eating meat and I remember feeling so many things yeah yeah it was an emotional probably remember (laughs) like and one of those things was this is so much simpler Mm. than what I've been eating yeah oh my god (laughs) like I can just make a meal out of like some meat and maybe some sweet potatoes and at the time I was having like a lot of veggies um I'm not eating a ton of veggies right now I can talk about that another time but yeah just like a few ingredients yeah I could make a great meal out of a few ingredients and and like healthy fats that mm-hmm. aren't like seed oils seed or, oils or yeah. like things that are yeah and fat like this was my reintroduction into the world of fat right <laughs> I had been eating a low fat like a high carb diet for so long and that was part of what I tracked like I was aiming for 10% fat or less which mm-hmm. is just seems so low now yeah but I guess you're probably eating like 50, 50% to 60. yeah totally yeah um yeah, it's just, you know, and it's fun because, like, I can get excited about, like, I eat 50% fat now and I eat meat, but it's more, like, I just really like eating intuitively now, yeah. and I'm not attached to it looking this way. I'm, like, literally, I could I could eat a plant-based diet again, and it could feel the best thing in the world for me. Like, that seems unlikely, but I'm not resisting it, and I think that's the big thing is, like, I really was resisting meat. And I think I was resisting it internally on a level that I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even consider it an option. Yeah. And I I started to as, like, I was around you and it was around me. And A, it felt so good in my body. And, And B, it was, like, really simple. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was really emotional for me for a long time for a couple of years honestly Mm -hmm. and I feel like I really needed the space to have my own process with it because it I could point to like oh I feel like I don't know how to talk about this with the world who's seen me as this like plant-based person but I think the deeper thing like oh I saw so many of my friends transition before me and it's funny because as my friends transitioned my thought was like wow they're kind of crazy like they're saying it's had this huge impact, like incredible stories, like some people that were impacted way more than me, like my friend who hadn't been able to, um, he was like having trouble remembering stuff and like he was this beautiful pianist and then he ate meat and then like that night started sobbing and was like playing the piano like he hadn't in so long and some other friends who were like really severe health things they were dealing with and it changed it for them and Um, And then just seeing people in their community and in their followings. Granted, they had more of, like, businesses based around veganism in a way that I don't. So there's that. Um, But, yeah, just feeling... It was easy to say, like, oh, maybe the vegan community would reject me. But I think the deeper thing was, like, I felt like I was doing something wrong and rejecting myself on some level because it had been so relieving for parts of me that felt like... Oh, I don't want to have to like contribute to the death of animals. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much that simple. And that was kind of, I was in that with growth and evolution for some time, like over the years. Meanwhile, like being a new mama, um, I think that's a really big reason why I felt such an intuitive nudge to do this was like my body after pregnancy and birth like I think it really just needed it's such a time of restoration the postpartum period there's these amazing postpartum books I was reading and in it it's just like eat (laughs) pig's feet you know it's just like bone broth yeah stew it's like immersed yeah like really these regenerative restorative foods um and yeah so I think that was so important at the time and um I'll, I'll say one other thing that I'd love to hear from you Um, somewhere, I think probably a year to a year and a half ago, I heard these podcasts by Daniel Vitalis and they really helped give voice to things I was sensing, but not knowing all the specifics of. And I'm a really intuitive person and not like a science person. And I love the science, but I won't remember the science necessarily. So if somebody's like, well, explain to me how this is better than this or whatever. And I'm so not into debating either. Um, So he gave voice to these 
feelings I was having. He had these. He has these two podcasts. You can look them up if you want. There, um, one of them is like why I'm no why I'm not a vegan or something. Why I'm no longer vegan. I think he was a ten year vegan and raw foodist for a lot of it, and he was a really prominent one. You guys have a similar story. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of us do. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second one he did was like why I'm a conscious omnivore, and he gave voice to how like what's what he feels and what he knows to be aligned for the planet and aligned for animals and aligned for and and just thinking about like how I source my food how we source our food now compared to like the food I was sourcing and what I actually think is best for the planet and then ultimately feeling like whatever feels best for me right now it's like it's okay it's okay for me to like really sink into this and to trust the journey um yeah and that was that was powerful and also like I would say that I have had a couple of close friends who I'd say are pretty like judgmental and um like kind of angry vegans Mm -hmm. in a certain way and I could feel their energy and again I think that was just a reflection of me tuning into like these parts of myself that were judging myself but when I would be like around them or like feeling like I had to hide parts of myself just felt like ugh yeah yeah but that's yeah that was maybe like a year and a half ago and I feel like so much has shifted for me since then also how I eat has shifted I feel like I eat a much simpler diet now a lot more high fat um I basically eat like meat sweet potatoes fat like squash squash. berries yeah I eat fruit still um I don't I don't do well with dairy yeah um yeah, and sometimes we eat fish. I was eating a lot more like fish and chicken in the beginning, and I haven't felt as drawn to them recently. Um, after learning about the carnivore diet, it was really empowering to cut out vegetables, like uh, more like cruciferous vegetables that we were having, like Brussels sprouts and broccoli and cauliflower. And wow, my digestion got <laughs> so much better. Yeah. So that was really empowering to feel like, God, I grew up like with vegetables it was all about vegetables and I felt like a good person because I loved vegetables yeah Um, yeah so and it's fun to talk about this stuff because like there will be another evolution and who knows (laughs) what I'll be eating next but yeah that's kind of what my diet looks like right now and it's super simple and I love it and I feel really good about it and I feel like yeah (laughs) it's it's really it's cool to say that like to the world and actually mean it because um, I know that maybe you have watched me throughout part of this process and you've been getting lots of questions about like, what does Brittany eat? Or like wanting to post our food together or whatever. And me just being like, I'm in my own journey with this. And I could see that feeling challenging at times. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I love, I've loved watching your journey with it. And it's been so, it's created my own journey with it because I think you know, my role in the world, you know, I, I work a lot with nutrition and food. And, and I think there was like, I started taking on the judgment feeling like, oh, I have to hide parts of my life on <laughs> totally social media or, you know, and I get a lot of questions like, well, what is it like with, you know, living with someone who's vegan? How is that? Is that like, um, and so like, I think, yeah, I, I, for a while I had felt like oh like shame like um just taking on some of that and and now it's been so beautiful to witness you yeah in this last year and a half just feeling so free um so free in the way that you're eating so empowered and strong and healthy and vibrant in your body watching your body transform like you're so strong and muscular and it's been so cool just like I feel like the more free you feel, the more, like, the more your body transforms. I was just thinking that. It's true. And it's like you wanted your body to look this way for so long. And then, like, um, but we can, like, yeah, just, like, put restrictions up because we're, like, one resistance is the word I was looking for. Like, create resistance because we're, yeah, just, like, oh, well, I have to eat this. You know, it's just, like, now you're just so in tune with your body, giving your body what it wants in every given moment in each given day and like the way you eat each day is different Mm -hmm. and um like I love that you talked about the foods that you're eating now but also it's like 
Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that, too. Like, yeah. also, there's this great sourdough bagel place yeah. nearby, and I love those. And I, I never thought I would eat bread again or gluten again because, yeah. in general, like, I don't tend to eat gluten. It doesn't feel good for me. But but those sourdough bagels on the right day mm-hmm. feel really good for me. Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of how I spoke to earlier, when our digestive system is compromised, it's like we can't eat anything. Like, yeah. everything is stressful on our system because – our digestive system has been impacted those enzymes are shut down or there's so much stress around the food that cortisol is high when cortisol is high there's no hydrochloric acid so we can't break down the food you know i'll hear a lot of people that you know can't digest food or meat specifically and you know our stomach as human beings is supposed to be the most acidic place on the in on the earth and because it's meant to digest meat and so when we're under stress or we haven't needed to use hydrochloric acid because we've removed meat then hydrochloric acid will not be there so then when we reintroduce the food whether that's meat or gluten or whatever the food is um you know i um then then it's just gonna yeah wreak havoc on the system totally um and so you know i'm a huge component of eating things when they feel aligned like I wouldn't say eat bread every day but if that's what like feels good for you you know do that um but I love eating bread when I love eating bread and I love (laughs) eating uh, quote-unquote clean yeah just like whatever um when it feels aligned for me um and just being able to tune into that each and every day and I loved hearing you share about your story because I feel like pregnancy and postpartum is such a beautiful time of restoration like the body is regenerating itself like you're nourishing this other being there's so much energy uh, going to you know making milk and for the organs going back into place and your body healing and blood pumping in a similar fashion that it you know just like so much is happening and the body needs amino acids uh, complete amino acids that I think it can only get from meat and um and it was so cool because I, I feel like your body it's almost like pregnancy for like forced you to listen deeper in yeah, a way totally. like that piece of like wow right this feels really good and when we think about eating in terms of seasons how I was talking about like cleansing and detoxifying earlier then we've got like more of the slow cooked earthy warm hot comforty foods right when we think about those foods that's like kapha foods grounding foods foods that are going to help restore and regenerate the tissues of the body so broths and slow cooked meats and roasts and stews and warming nourishing foods like all of those are postpartum foods which like you said you had had all this material that you really resonated with but the foods you were probably afraid of Mm -hmm. eating or didn't feel like that was a part of what you could eat and so there's a reason why you know all those foods are mentioned it's because it is really regenerating for the body um and so it's just been so beautiful to witness you in the evolution of like just like opening more and more all the time and now i just feel like you're so free in what you eat and it's so cool because food is like our most challenging relationship as a human species i think it's been my most challenging relationship by far up until recently like i don't think about it that much anymore yeah which if you had told me that i would have thought like Mm -hmm. there's no way right but it don't like i feel like i'm just in the flow of my day and food is an enjoyable part of it Mm -hmm. and i think this is one of the most beautiful pieces and i hear this a lot from my clients like one of their their favorite things that they write like at the end of our time together is like wow like I'm not thinking about food anymore like not all day long yeah Yeah. right yeah like you know for me personally like I remember a time and place where I was just like obsessed about okay like what's my next meal what is it gonna be is it this is oh I can't have that where are we going I gotta take my food this you know it's just like oh yeah now I do the opposite like if I notice my system is feeling like you know what I felt a little bloated lately I feel like I might be you know like I need to do something about my diet right now now I'm just like oh I'm probably tired like yeah (laughs) it's probably something else yeah it's probably just this probably doesn't have to do with food like what's the emotional thing going on for me how can I love myself and I think one of the reasons intuitive eating has worked so well for me is I have such a wealth of knowledge around 
uh, nutrition and movement and a healthy lifestyle. So I think some of the practices in the book, like eat anything you want, um, can be taken to extremes. And certain people, I think it's important to continue to cultivate like a relationship with health and eat intuitively which I like they said it, that's one of the principles of it so it's not just like go out and eat whatever you want it's like are you taking into consideration the entirety of your system and your system probably has some concept of health and what is what feels good in your body mm-hmm. and why um I'd love to jump into questions yeah and also just wanted to mention this thing because it feels significant and significant for people especially mamas who could be listening to this I feel really aware of how having a vegan pregnancy could have impacted my followers and other people who want to do that and part of the reason I have felt really inspired to share this podcast is that I don't want to be seen as like the vegan pregnancy person (laughs) I think I had a great pregnancy and I love my my pregnancy and also Ilya like Ilya's teeth come to mind when yeah we've had to we chose to cap Ilya's front teeth because they were deteriorating Mm -hmm. and we have an amazing dentist and he said you know we can't really know what it's from but I have seen some trends and I've seen those trends too and I've talked to my friends who are plant-based or were plant-based and their kids have had rough teeth health and also there's four molars of ilias that formed at the same time during pregnancy that he said like formed weird and we had to get those filled and that was such a, an emotional process for all of us to decide, like, if we we're going to do that or not. It's been, a, it was a really big journey, and ultimately it's gone great. But between Ilya's um, teeth and maybe Ilya's skin and stuff, mm-hmm. like, and just some autoimmune that could be showing up through um, Ilya's sensitive skin, I, I wonder, you know, I wonder. Or maybe this would have happened either way. I love thinking that Ilya got like all my great materials that I've I'd had in there for Ilya and now I'm replenishing my system but we just don't know and um, I want everybody to do their own like internal like listen to themselves and do their own research in their own way and I also want to be somebody that people can turn to and say like oh wow this was her experience and this is what she learned from it and like I I I don't want to have another vegan pregnancy like I want to have another pregnancy someday where I like am sure that my body's really nourished for the being I'm growing inside of me yeah I love that yeah that I don't think I offered Ilya necessarily or I I hope that I did yeah because it's really beautiful like I I know so many beautiful vegan mamas who are doing it because they think it's the best thing for their kids and it might be and I I can't say it's not um but I don't think that's the best thing for me or for my family anymore and and I think that's I think I have a voice out in the world and I want to say that especially for like young beings who aren't making that choice for themselves yeah and that me sharing that has been impactful for some of my close friends and so I feel like I could yeah like really compassionately want to share it with the world and yeah 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 without any judgment I love that you just spoke to this because I feel like, you know, if people do want to know more about this, this is something we could also talk about more in depth and like why, you know, like totally. giving more of the scientific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Evolution. Bridget will give you the scientific. Yes. I'll give you the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can reach out to us um, for sessions, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I recognize we're probably coming to the end of our time. So I imagine we answered most of these questions, but. um just scanning them right now wow we really did such a great great job yeah (laughs) um do you experience any hormonal issues Bridget I imagine you you probably see some people with hormonal issues um on a plant-based diet I don't know that I was experiencing that too much although I did have a short luteal phase and if you follow my podcast, you could go to the early podcast and see that I was taking Vitex Berry to help me have like a, it just helps regulate your cycle. Yeah. And have a longer luteal phase so that I could get pregnant. Hormonal issues is like an interesting thing because I think a lot of people mean sex hormones. Oh, interesting. But there's so many hormonal processes that happen in the body. So like our digestive process, that's a hormone process. We have like... Uh, ghrelin which controls and regulates our 
our hunger hormones, the thyroid hormones, which regulate our metabolism. And then, you know, we do have sex hormones. Um, and so there's usually things that go out of whack before we reach sex hormones. So the adrenals and the thyroid are the precursor to the sex hormones. So, you know, for me, I'll just share my, I see this a lot in my practice, but just to speak from my own experience, I, um, from not necessarily eating a plant-based diet, but from under eating Mm -hmm. and restricting my food, you know, I lost my cycle for a year. And you can see this in a lot of plant-based diets is people have really light cycles. Um, and I think that is from a thyroid imbalance. The adrenals are impacted. We don't have enough energy to have a full cycle. Um, and so, or short luteal phases or PCOS. PCOS is pretty common in the plant-based world. And that's kind of speaking to more of, you know, plants, how you said you're not eating a lot of vegetables nowadays. Well, that's because plants have a mechanism where they like animals they can't run or flee plants have a protective mechanism built in to their system where they're some plants are toxic to us um and so uh, high doses of plants throughout the years can cause pcos symptoms or autoimmune issues or histamine reactions in the body yeah yeah thank you for that um somebody asked um tips for loving one's body how do you get to the point of truly genuinely loving your body Mm. and this is I mean we could talk about this for an entire podcast but the first thing that comes to mind is surrounding yourself with people that love themselves Mm. and really immersing yourself in energies whether that's people or podcasts or just environments where the vibration is love and acceptance and not like something's wrong something needs to change because We can love where we're at and continue to evolve. I heard this great quote the other day. It's like, growth is inevitable. We're here for the fun of the journey. And your body, like for me, loving my body happens simultaneously with listening to my body. Because if we're not accepting what is coming through us and listening to it, then on some level we're rejecting our body. Mm. So to try to be like, I love my body, you can't eat that thing. <laughs> I love my body. Like, you're doing a bad job. You should have left less belly fat. It's like, it's not possible. Yeah. And I also, years ago, had this realization that's helped me along this journey, which was just that, like, my body is the way it is. I can love it or not, but, like, it's always just going to be however it is right now. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and, and that does highlight, too, like, I've been on this journey for so long. I would say for a good 10 years, I've been on the journey of, reparenting myself around how I eat and every phase of it has been impactful and this is just my latest phase (laughs) but I think the intuitive eating is really sticking in a way that's so powerful yeah um yeah maybe we'll just answer one last question because I do think we pretty much answered all of these um this is a great question what are your cues to know that you're at a healthy weight range i'm wondering because i used to weigh less or be smaller now i have some more weight now but i feel strong and healthy Mm -hmm. um not sure if i'm at the ideal place and curious what questions i could ask myself to find out i love that i love that this person said that at the end yeah and it's totally speaks to my journey and yours too bridget actually like a lot of people (laughs) it's like a health gain in a way yeah yeah um Bridget and I were both at one point like 20 pounds lighter than we are now, would you say? Yeah. The peak of our uh, certain type of fitness craze before I got pregnant, I weighed, yeah, like 122, probably weigh around 140 now. Mm-hmm. And even before that, like I, yeah, got, like my peak, I was like so proud I weighed like 115 or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, and, and for me, the, the experience has been like when I, started nourishing myself on another level my body was like I'll take that I'll take that too and I think I did put on and like hold some extra weight for some time which also could be because I breastfeed it could also be for so many different reasons I don't know yeah this is something that that happens a lot is right the body's been undernourished for a while and then all of a sudden we're eating more and it's like oh 
I want to feel, I need to feel safe. Yeah. I think she's going to diet again, so I'm going <laughs> to hold on to all this weight. Yes. Um, so there is a recalibration period that happens where, you know, as you're starting to shift and feel more satiated in your system, the body will hold on to these things out of protection. It's trying to nourish the organs. It's trying to heal your digestive system. It's trying to heal your hormones. And so, um, but then once it's like, Cool, oh, I got she, what I yeah, need. Yeah, I got what I need, and I trust her now. Like she, or they're doing this for. Um, it's it's been a while, and I know there's not going to be dieting coming up. Then it can start to um, shift on its own. Yeah, for me, it was really inspiring to look at pictures of you and see you at like really small, and then mm-hmm. see you at like never heavy. I never felt like you were heavy, but like even when I met you, like your body looks looked different than it does now. Yeah, and my body looks different now than it did a few years ago. And I would say like, yeah, I'm really proud of the examples we are of intuitive eating and just healthful living. That's like, we, I think we have badass bodies and we're strong and we're fit. And we're also like, we ate cookies last night that you made and we'll eat something delicious again tonight. Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's cool because, like, I feel stronger than I ever have. Not just, like, in my body, but, like, balanced in my hormones and in my nervous system. Like, I feel like I have the resources to, you know, like, Brittany and I live very full days. We run multiple businesses and raise a child and move a lot and do cool shit. And, yeah, just, like, going. Um, And so... Yeah, I feel like a huge reason is because we take care of ourselves really well. We're nourished and satiated and gratified. Yeah, yeah. Like we eat delicious. We delicious eat the best food. food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm really grateful we sat down to do this. Yeah. Me too. Thanks, Thanks. for all the questions. Yeah. Thanks for being here and listening. I'm so curious if you have questions. <laughs> Uh, yeah, from, any from the pod. questions. Yeah. yeah, I'll include lots of resources below, including where you could send more questions if you have them. We'll probably do something, if you don't know this, Bridget and I have a podcast as well, and we'll probably do something related to diet and relationship, especially when people have, when one person has a different diet than the other person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because we've gotten a lot of questions about that, and I think we're great people to speak to that topic. Yes. Okay, thank okay. you. <laughs>